the We Are Doll Nation podcast, reports and opinions are not those of UGA. This is not yet an official podcast of the University of Georgia. This is the We Are Doll Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that is short for Doll Nation. And I hope you enjoyed that clip of Herschel Walker. Such an iconic uh, clip of uh, Larry Munson comment on that. Because guess what? Guess what? Let me tell you a little secret. It's not a secret. Let me tell you, me tell you anyway. It's July 1st, and most of you guys will hear this on July 2nd and so on. But this is the month of July, and this is the last month. That we are going without seeing our beloved Georgia Bulldogs on the field because the first game of the season is August 31st, and we're going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, curve stomping the Vanderbilt Commodores. They are first up on the curve stomp list, and we're going to curve stomp everybody in our way, on our way to being the 2019 national champions of college football. Yes, I'm speaking it now. Yes, I'm saying it now. Yes, I'm declaring it now. I'm standing by my word to I'm proven otherwise. I don't believe I'm going to be proven otherwise. I do believe this is our time and our season and our moment. Now, we are officially 61 days away. If you're here tomorrow, we're doing this kind of late on a Monday night, but you hear this tomorrow, tomorrow will be 60 days away from kickoff. It is almost time. Woo! And you know what? I'm so, so, so excited. Because you know why? With all this going on, recruiting, and we do you do you realize? Do you realize our team last year? The the team last year that, you know, we came just shy of beating Alabama. And going to the playoffs game for the second year in a row. The team that both have a down year. We both have a down year. We both are not even being the playoff talk last year, according to the experts. We were we're bringing back last year. We had sixty eight percent of our team freshmen and sophomores. And a lot of those freshmen who got playing time and got great good quality playing time this year, they didn't go through spring drills last year. One of the guys, Barrett Salee from ESPN, said, if you're going to beat Georgia, 2018 is the year to do it, because after that, it's going to get crazy. It's our time. It's our So anyway, moving on. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm just, it's, hey, look, it is great to be a Georgia Bulldog. That's all I got to say about that. Now, let's get some recruiting news. Today's segment is going to be about questions and answers. I ask you guys, hey, What's some of the questions you got? Get you want give me give me my get a take from me on, and I'm gonna give you my take. And uh, but before we get to that, little recruiting news. Uh, what happened over the past month or so? Marcus Rosemead, he is the top wide receiver out of the state of Florida. Um, he's in the top 50 far players in the country. Actually, top 40 
and the players in the country. And he just won a uh, MVP award and won the openings uh, challenges. And so he might be getting bumped up to a five-star here pretty soon. He's very, very talented. They've also brought in uh, for the 2020 class is going to be committed, will be coming, uh, Corey Wren. Um, he's a three-star wide receiver, but sometimes those stars don't tell you how good you really are. I mean, look at DeAndre Baker. He was a three-star defensive back coming out of Miami and turned to be a first-round draft pick. All right? Uh, so he's a three-star uh, wide receiver out of uh, Louisiana. Run the, I believe, a 4-3-1-40 and trying to get to a 10-200-yard dash. The kid can all out fly. And so they were very honest with him. Uh, uh, Cortez Hankton, the wide receiver coach, very honest with him about, hey, you're talented, you're going to work your route running, you're going to work on your hands. But, <coughs> excuse me, speed, you got, we can't teach speed. And so, you look at, like, McCole Hartman. They, they, they're comparing him next to McCole Hartman. You look at McCole Hartman, he came to UGA as listed as an athlete. And so, they tried him out at defensive back first, and it was like, okay, well, he was doing okay, but somebody with that type of potential, that type of speed, you just don't keep him at DB if they can do more. And so, Kirby and Stav saw a need to say, let's put your wide receiver. And so he only spent two years as a wide receiver and ended up becoming a second-round draft pick. And so you got a guy who's in that same mold and built the same way. Now he'll have three years who run a 4-3-1-40 working on being a wide receiver. So his upside is very high. You're probably going to get him in uh, on special teams right away. So looking very forward to seeing that young man in red and black. Then the news came out today. Well, I think it came out today, but I saw where Kendall Milton is officially announcing the five-star running back out of California is officially announcing where he's going to play his college ball. And let me tell you something. I would be shocked. I mean, in total disbelief, if Kendall Milton does not pick UGA. All signs port towards Athens. He loved his visit. He he got a very close connection to the guys. All the experts on the, the other uh, websites and stuff, the crystal the crystal ball prediction, they're saying that, you know, he's going to pick Georgia. Um, that's just, just going to be awesome. So he wants to go somewhere where he can probably be the, in the mix right away as a freshman playing right away. And, he's, I mean, he's already 220 and 6'2". I mean, he's good enough to do that. And so being that it's a possibility that uh, DeAndre Swift is his last year. And then you got um, Zeus and, and uh, Cook will be juniors next year. Very possible he comes in at a backup role uh, like Swift did in 2017, uh, filling in and getting on the field as well. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully also we, we, we got we can add another running back. Uh, and Zachary Evans, but more likely we're trying. We're also trying to flip uh, Marshawn uh, Lloyd um, to uh, from from South Carolina to Georgia. So you know, Coach Kirby and and those guys and the crew staff, they're gonna get the job done. It's, I have no doubt. I have full trust in Kirby Smart. So little crew news. See what's gonna happen here in the next few months. Uh, next uh, month here with uh, Kendall Milton and Hovey commits. Uh, oh, I thought it was kind of funny. 
his dad, Chris Milton, uh, somebody trying to be funny, you know, I told you guys before, get, get, get used to the hate. The hate is getting turned all the way up on UGA. It is we're gonna be we're gonna be accused of paying players and passing out money bags like crazy. Uh, but hey, it is what it is. But somebody posted on Twitter a picture of, my, of bags of money and said this is Kendall Milton leaving UGA after his visit. So his dad got hold of that and. Uh, his dad responded, no, nah, we don't play those games. We don't need that. We have $100,000 cars with an S. $100,000 cars in the driveway. I was like, whoa, he went there with him. Tell him, you tell him, tell him, tell him, Pops. And then he, then he posted his dad. His dad posted a picture of him, well, this, him by poolside. We got back to his house. So I'm glad to be back home. With all the recruitments are uh, done with and over. When I, t- I wish I had the picture to show you the pool that he po at, at at his house in California. When I tell you this pool looked like some other five star hotel, it was nice. I don't know what he do for a living, but whatever he does, he does it well. I might even find out. I'm going, I'm going to find out. But that's that, that was just amazing. So anyway. Let's get into the question and answer segment. You ask your questions. I went over them. And uh, good questions, man. And it's funny because we got so much talent. They need questions kind of hard to answer because, you know, back in the day, you know, we had, you you knew who the superstars were. I mean, like, you know, what, 2004, 2005, you, if you said, who's going to stand on defense? Automatically, you're going to go David Pollock. If you ask me 2007 or 2008, who's going to be the best player on offense? I'm going to say Matthew Stafford or Sean Marino. Quick. Or A.J. Green in 2008 or 2009. I'm going to say it quick. There's so much talent now, you got to really think, like, who's going to be the breakout player in any position? So let's get into it. How will the defensive line be? The defensive line, in my opinion, we're going to be just fine. I think we'll be good. Um, I know there's a lot of question marks because every other area, you know, your linebackers, our linebackers, our defensive backs, our wide receiver, good God, the offensive line, best in the country. Our running backs are stacked. We got a great quarterback and a great leader. Um, <coughs> we even got a good backup in Stetson Bennett. So that's the only question mark I would have uh, for any for the team with defensive line. But we we're just we're gonna be just fine. We got big Jordan Davis coming back, who had a remarkable freshman year. You got Julian Rochester coming back. You got Tyler Clark, who's a baller, who can who's very tough to deal with. You got Malik Heron, who is been working his behind though, who's been challenged by Curry Smart, called up by Curry Smart and saying, you know, look, what else what, what you got? And so he, he's challenging him. And then hopefully David Marshall will be uh will be healthy. And then, although he's an outside linebacker, you got the outside, you got the Jermaine Johnson, no one outside uh, linebacker in the country, and in JUCO, no one playing JUCO last year. They're gonna use him pass rush. You got on uh, break on the defensive line, use him pass rush. You got Nolan Smith, although he's an outside linebacker, they're gonna pull pull him up close on the defensive line and uh, 
you some pass rush specialties. So we're gonna be just fine. We're gonna be just fine. I know Kirby wants more. I understand it. I got that for far rotation and all. But we're gonna be just fine on defensive line and, and uh the readjustment and the focus on making havoc plays. Yeah, the defense line will be just just fine. We we would not be a weakness at all for us. Who would be the overall standout on defense? That's my nephew asking that question. You had to go there, didn't you? All right, Jordan. You had to go there with that one. All right. Who would be the overall standout on defense? You asked me that question, Jordan. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling you out my podcast. You asked me that question with all those five-star linebackers. <laughs> the the Travon Walker, the incoming freshman, who's very talented, with with Rich LeCount, who's a, who's a potential first round safety, JRE, who's potential who's who's NFL safety, with Tyson Campbell, who's step up, who's stepping up and going to the next level, with Eric St- You gonna ask me that question, Jordan? Y'all call me out again. Uh, that is a tough question, but you asked me, so I got to. Oh, I gotta respond, huh? That's that's a tough question. There's so much talent on that defense. It's ridiculous. All right. If I had to pick the overall standout player, I'm going to have to go with the count, a.k.a. Richard LeCount. He has added 15 pounds of muscle to his frame to help out with his tackling. He is um, more motivated. He's more focused. Um, He's been more challenged to step it up. And so... um, he had a 50 pound help, help out with his tackling. So, my overall standout player right now, uh, who's going to be bringing the noise and making some big hits, and you're going to see him everywhere, it's going to be Rich LeCount. That's that's my prediction to be the big time uh, overall best player possible on defense uh, this year. That's, that's right now. After that question again in October, I might give you a different answer. So, that, that was a tough one. That was good. That was, that was good. Who are the start? Who do I think will be the starting defensive backs? All right. So I'm looking at Tyson Campbell at one position because you know he had some struggles in the beginning, but um, you got to remember Tyson Campbell did not go to spring practice. He did not enroll early uh, for the 18 season. And so he kind of he came right there in the summertime and and started game one. So this kind of shows you the talent level that uh, Tyson Campbell has. And and, I th- and looking at him, his spring work and how much he's grown, I think he's uh he's primed to start. Uh, Eric Stokes, though between those two guys covering, it's going to be really tough. Um, the nickelback position, although Tyreek McGee has been very good. I do see Devon Wilson challenging that uh, that spot and possibly starting in that spot with the with the uh, nickelback position. Um, and of course, GRE and Richard Count be a starting safety. So, all right. So let me take a quick break, real quick, kind of going long here in the first segment. Uh, be right back. Next question up. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, oh, that's a good one. Will we have two one thousand yard rushers? For the third year in a row. Oh, yeah. yeah. Be right back with that answer. That is a good one. Don't go anywhere.
All right, so hello time to kind of digest that one. Will we have two 1,000-yard rushes yet again? Man, look here. I don't think so. Here's why. I do believe, uh, of course, uh, DeAndre Swift go with 1,000 yards. Brian Herring has all the tools to go with 1,000 yards. That's very, very possible. But something just tells me, man, is Amir White. I mean, they probably take it slow of him, but that young man is determined. He's determined. I think he's something special. Although he has, he has had two ACL surgeries, um, I would not be surprised at all. He's back to old self in high school, like he was in high school. And I think at some point in time, especially with the uh, with uh, James Cook and all, also there and not you know having a presence in the offense, I think at some point in time. It just may very well turn into the DeAndre Swift and Zamir White show. I really, really believe that. And if that happens, I think Brian Heron will end up having somewhere around maybe 700 yards or so, maybe 800 some yards or 900 some yards all purpose. And then James Cook, he's in year two as well. Highly, highly talented. You know, one of the fastest players on the team. So, if Brian Herring can, can, can stand there and get a 1,000 yards as well as Swift, that would be very, very impressive. But I just don't think he'll be able to hold off those horses, man, that's behind him. Um, like I said, I think Zeus is going to be one of the main ones to just go ahead and eventually, by the time uh, – December get here or November get here, it's it's gonna be a lot more Zamir White getting that ball. I just, I just believe that. All right, so next question: score prediction of the Georgia Florida game. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to be biased. I promise you, I'm not trying to be biased. But it's not gonna be close. It's not going to be close. I really believe and it's going to be somewhere around the, the lines of 2017. And when you, you take in the fact that, again, you, we're bringing back 68% of our team that are freshman sophomores. And now they're more advanced and they're really rock and roll. Then you got to take in the fact that Florida right now is the ultimate clown show. Every time you turn around, there's somebody transferring out. There's somebody decommitting. It's, it's like Florida is in shambles. And I don't believe they got the chemistry there. And people trying to say, you know, somebody trying to say Florida going to win the SEC East this year. That's not going to happen. Uh, we, we, we're going to handle Florida very, very, very well. And so my score prediction would be, I can see us winning 41 to 17. It's gonna be an easy 20 point or more victory over Florida. It, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a beatdown coming. November 2nd, I can't wait because all that trash talking, the whole 39,476 days since Georgia won national championship. You know what? Like Kirby Smart said, I'm glad you feel comfortable talking like that. They feel comfortable talking, you know, saying that. It's, it's, it's going to get ugly. 
all that bulletin board material and the and that's gonna be spread across that locker room come the week of uh, November 2nd, ain't gonna be nothing nice. And then then on top of that, think about it for for a second. On the on the east side of the SEC, so in the East Division of SEC, there are 24 former five-star players on, on all the seven teams on the east side of the SEC. 22 of those players who are former five-star players are at UGA. Who, a lot of them were freshmen and got, went through uh, growing phases and, uh, and learning curves and now they're back. Man, look, it's going to be a beatdown. A wonderful, wonderful beatdown uh, come November 2nd in Jacksonville, Florida. All right, what's the next question you got here? What position we need to recruit the most in 2020? Uh, I will say defensive line, but we have done an excellent job at recruiting defensive linemen um, here for the 2020 class. What's most important right now, we got to get another running back. I'm going to go ahead and claim it. Kill the Milton. Uh, we got to get another running back to, to uh, compliment him. Um, that's very important. But uh, but, but more, more important than that, tight end. Because you got the transfer, Eli Wolf, uh, who's he's no transfer student. He'll be done. Uh, you got uh, Charlie Warner, who will be done. And so... You're going to have Rylan Goldie and John Fitzpatrick and, and Brett Sider there, but if you can bring in two, if we can bring in two more tight ends, especially uh, Amy Gilbert and Darnell Washington, that can really sit us over the top for tight end. But right now, uh, definitely need recruiting most for 2020 class because you know everything, every other area is going pretty well. Um, greatest oh. Wow, okay, that's funny. Is Georgia Tech still a rivalry? And will they remain on the schedule? <laughs> oh, I tell you what, if Georgia Wow. Are they a rivalry? No. Now they might they might we might be their rivals, but we're just expect to go in there and kick their behind every year. You know, it's not really it's fun, but you know, clean old fashioned hate, but <coughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. If you mean rivalry, you mean my competition? Then no, it's just that's they're not. But uh, you know, I got a new coach and all trying to turn some things around in Georgia Tech. But yeah, and I do believe that if we keep dominating Georgia Tech, we've been dominating. Kirby, look, he's looking to bring in the toughest opponents and face the toughest opponent. He's looking to have. He's he's inviting. He is inviting the toughest schedule, and so yeah. I do. I can see where he can be in the future. Kirby Smart can be pushing towards. <coughs> excuse me. Taking uh, if they don't get better, it's kicking easier and easier. You know, I can't see him taking him taking steps. Say, you know what? Take take off the schedule and give us somebody else who's who's more uh, competent. That way, we can uh, look on our schedule when we play them. And because he knows eventually college football is going towards 18 playoffs. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. I wish they had 14, but it's going to go toward 18 playoffs. And the better your schedule, 
the tougher your schedule and the better teams you play and you win those games, the better chances you get at getting to the playoffs. So he's ahead of the curve when it comes to that. Um, what position we need to recruit? No, I'm sorry, I read them already. Greatest challenge for UGA schedule this year. Okay, so look at the schedule. I look at the schedule. And ordinarily, I would say Texas A&M. But we played Texas A&M at home. And believe it or not, although they, they suck, um, I'm going to say Auburn. Because it, we're going to be undefeated when we go into Auburn uh, in November. But remember last time we were undefeated. And we went to Jordan Hare Stadium. And, you know, just had a bad game. And it turned out right for us. Um, but it, it's going to be it's gonna be a challenge. We're going to win that game. Don't get me wrong. But it's going to be a challenge. I think it will be more of a challenge because we'll be on the road, Jordan Hare Stadium. And uh, but I think our guys gonna remember what happened two years previous, and we're gonna handle business. But that's that could be potentially the most challenging one. Uh, I know we got a Notre Dame. It's be, be fun night game or whatever. But yeah, we at home between the hedges. We haven't lost since 2016. We're not losing no time soon, in my opinion. And so I will go ahead and go with. Believe it or not, most challenging game. I'm gonna say it's gonna be uh. Auburn University. We got next. O-line and defensive line. How do we compare to Alabama? Well, our offensive line is best in the country, period. It's, it's best in the country, period. We're going to have, uh, by, the, by the time the second round ends next April in 2020, uh, we're going to have four linemen gone off uh, to the NFL. We might have four first-round draft picks. I'm almost certain we'll have three first-round draft picks um, next year um, in 2020 draft. So, the defensive line, um, you know, we lost some players. They lost some players. We're talented. They're talented. We got the same amount of, you know, four-stars and five-star type of talent. So, uh, I think, we, you know, Queenie Wayne was gone. They've been trying to defensive tackle. So, Right now, I want to say we're pretty even, evenly matched on defensive line. Uh, we will have to see what the season starts because, again, you got incoming freshmen, and you never know the transformation or how the incoming freshman is going to, re- incoming freshman is going to react and how he's going to play. And then you got uh, the guys who played last year, how much better they're going to be. So I think we're stacking pretty evenly against Alabama, but definitely offensive line. Although Alabama got a great offensive line. It's nothing like I mean, we we I think we're the best, and uh, we got all I got. When you have three uh, five star linemen not starting because they're not quite good enough yet, that says something about what you have uh, in house. Next up, do we got any more here? Okay, the biggest difference maker on offense and defense. Oh, okay. Okay. Again, all this special talent, man, we got now, man. I can't just, ooh, mm-mm-mm. That's, that's tough. All right, offense. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Hmm. Well, I'm going to have to go with D-Rob, Demetrius Robinson. Um, he had a, you know, first year kind of, Learn the system and get used to the SEC, 
the SEC style of football. Uh, Herbie has done wonders. Uh, has impressed in, in summer camp. Well, spring practice last year, but he got sick. So, and they played the spring game. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to Demetrius Robinson uh, overall. Um, well, you know, outstanding, you know, outstanding player on offense uh, overall because he's going to be ready from, from day one. On defense, hmm, the biggest difference making a defense, I got to go back to, uh, I don't know, I just got to go back to Christian Count. I go, go back go back to him. He has worked his butt off uh, to get his position, and uh, I think he's going to do well. All right, what we got next up? Okay. How's Kirby going to address the lack of sacks we've had last year? Well, he addressed it with the coordinator. And um, Schumann and, 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 and uh, those guys, they are, and, uh, they, they're really, really aggressive. And, hey, it's what I hear. Well, the, the new coordinators and the new, the new coaches on there, they're, they're, it's going to be something special because they like the blitz. They're a little more aggressive, more energetic. So we're going to see. I mean, um, Jonathan Ledbetter talking about how he wish he could have one more year with these coordinators. So we're going to see about that. Yeah, we're out of time here. I'm out of time. I'm kind of running long. I don't want to go too much longer. We're at the 30-minute mark here. Um, i tell you what. I'll give you my dummy for the moment and and wrap it on up. I told you, Florida going to be my dummy for the moment for quite some time. Every time I try to give them a break, they go back to being dummies. And I, I forgot. I think I forgot to mention this. But in the spring game, at Florida. Lito Shepard, who was 38 years old, by the way, came back and played, not in the alumni game, but played in this actual spring game. And flip, uh, the quarterback, Flippe Sparks, whatever his name is, who cares, he throws an interception on purpose to Lito Shepard. He threw turns for a touchdown in the spring game. So let me put it in perspective. You're in the spring game, you're having fun, you're watching... The new people, who will do what, who you got your eye on, and then all of a sudden, you at a spring game, you have you having a flashback, and you hit enough to go AJ Green for the touchdown. Wait, what? What did he just say? No, Sean Marino busts loose down to the twenty yard line. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, this is what are you doing? This is a spring game. Uh, this is a clown show. It was a clown show in Florida. So you got a 38-year-old cornerback returning kicks for a touchdown in a staged event. It's, come on. Ridiculous. Anyway, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for reaching out. Ask me about the next podcast. I will be doing another one this week. Um, Well, by next Monday for sure. I'll do another one and... Talk a little about everything Georgia football. Once again, I thank you for listening. I thank you for coming back. Some of you have uh, turned your friends on to me. 
listen to me. I really appreciate it. Those of you in a different country listen to this podcast and and you know, you know, in the in the language that you're in the country that you're in right now. It's, I I say go dogs in that language. And uh thank you for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and we are Dog Nation. Once again, thank you so much by my heart. I really appreciate it. Uh, getting closer. So about another week, should we come another another podcast here pretty soon. All right. Until then, have a great Bulldog day, a great Bulldog week, a great Bulldog month. And remember, we're just 61 days away from courage stomping everybody in our way. All right. Have a good one. And as always, go dogs.